After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Hudunishini, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network, and now sponsored by J&J Creations. Are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other customized items? Check them out on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. J&J Creations can ship across Canada and can also provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subject to Canada Post, J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you need. We're going to do our best today to cover some NWSL Women's Champions League draw and maybe some EPL chat right after this. time no see how you doing <laughs> good oh god it's been a while hasn't it um it does it has it feels like it's been a while even if yeah. it hasn't it feels like it yeah has. it's like even if we go weekly we're like we haven't talked all week what's going on yeah. um but uh both of us have been busy but we're trying our best to get you get everyone something um some content i hope everyone enjoyed our uh, rachel malhado's interview i know from a little while ago but uh, great interview check out super mom she's fantastic yeah, definitely check that one out if you haven't, if you missed the episode, the episode is also um, posted, but you can watch it. It's kind of fun to watch it too through the, through our Instagram live. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Yeah. Don't watch Netflix for like an hour. Just watch, just watch our faces. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's more fun anyways. Yeah. And it's free. So you don't have to worry about paying. There you go. No that's subscription required. You know, that's it. That's what we're going to put now at the bottom of every spot case. No subscription required. No subscription. I love that. And then give us a year and then we'll start charging you because that's yeah, what everyone's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll start slow. We'll start at like, you know, maybe a dollar, 
than two dollars not like and now it's free what, what's netflix 13 bucks or something like yeah, that yeah probably i don't know i got rid of it because it got expensive per month yeah i think i paid 13 dollars. but my whole family uses my netflix so <laughs> they just they get it for free i have to pay the fee do you should start charging them be like it's a dollar entry no a dollar episode oh an episode it's a dollar so they better start picking like one hour shows or something yeah right like, or just watch or us something. instead you know watch us yeah. instead it's about an hour it's free we'll let it be moral of the story just go watch our our instagram lives yep. but um i mean today we got some some news from the nwsl that i mean you didn't even know when i told you about and did not seem very happy about and i don't know if it's getting a ton of media coverage but um so if I, you don't I, know yeah yeah, if you don't know, the NWSL, their their championship game is being played on, so there's two problems. It's being played at 9 a.m. and it's being played on a turf field. Mm-hmm. And this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Sum but, it up. Yeah, like, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know about it because not a lot of people on my feed are talking about it. Not a lot of people have said anything about it. And I mean... I'm glad that you brought it up because it's it's good that we're talking about it. But like, you know, well, the only reason I saw it is because I follow a bunch of soccer players on on Instagram and Twitter and all these things, and I just I kept seeing girls were tweeting like 9 a.m. What the f is this? And yeah, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna look into this. Like, what? There should never be a 9 a.m. game. That's ridiculous. Let alone like a league championship game you know Mm -hmm. so the game is being played november 20th at providence park which is where the portland thorns play Mm -hmm. um so it's one of the largest venues in the nwsl and that's why they picked it like for the game to try and get a ton of fans but at 9 a.m like Mm. see i'm okay with the turf field because i feel like because it's already at an nwsl team's sure team so it's like okay i get that part it's the final game sure i'm sure you could find a different venue with better grass or like get a bigger stadium like i don't know like that probably could be the it could happen it could not happen i'm fine with that but i I agree with you on the 9 a.m sir it's like well if you're trying to get fans up on the 20th which is let me find out what day of the week that is but um if it's on a weekday, then you're 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 running the trouble that little kids who are in school can't watch the game. Yeah, well, the twentieth is Saturday morning. So I mean, okay, fine, you'll get people okay, to watch but still, the. No. Yeah. Still, if if I'm traveling there to watch the game, I'm leaving. You're leaving your house at eight in the morning, seven in the morning to yeah. get to this game players are going to be having to eat their like the biggest thing i saw one of i think it was um one of the the u.s national team girls i forget because i saw a bunch of them post stuff about they're like so team meal at 5 Mm a.m like that's ridiculous it feels like minor minor peewee hockey or something where we have to wake up you know as early as possible just to make sure we're at the you know, at the arena, ready to play, and you're like half asleep, and that was only for a practice, right? So, um, I I get the I get why it's it's not a good thing, but let me let me give you a positive spin on it then, right? 
Okay. Uh, we watched the Olympics for Canada time. Olympics was what? 7 a.m., 8 a.m. to watch the gold medal game. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if we think about it from that perspective, I'm sure people are going to wake up to watch the game. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, but the problem is if you're, if you're an Eastern standard time division, you're playing in North America, I would assume like a nice one o'clock start or even a 7 PM start, like make it a matinee. Like you're saying that women's sports isn't getting enough attention. Well, this is it. Here you go. Well, also, okay. So Portland is where Portland is what Seattle. Yeah. I think it's at West. Okay. So it's 9 AM at in Seattle. What time is it in the rest of the country? Is it later? Oh, then it's 12 o'clock our time. Oh, no, wait. Is it 9 a.m. in Seattle or is it 9 a.m. broadcast time? I read it as is 9 a.m. broadcast time, so I'm I'm so not okay. sure. That's yeah. See, that's that's also part of the problem. Okay, but my issue is, okay, I'm just reading now. So it says that NWSL has a broadcast partnership with CBS Sports, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the partnership has only covered 14 of the league's 120 120- 120 games on CBS or CBS Sports Network. Um, Wait, so only 14 out of 100? 14 out of 120. See, that's another problem. Yeah, and so CBS will broadcast college football all afternoon on November 20th, which accounts for the NWSL's early kickoff time. Okay. Okay, but then here's my argument. Dissect. this. yeah so that so let's let's talk about our argument on this it's been on twitch for how many how long now how many games have been on twitch all games are available on twitch mm-hmm. at really nice times yeah just leave it on twitch if cbs has an issue they could have made time for this they didn't and i understand that the money coming in for college football is significantly higher and that's fine just you know you've already lost what about 100 games already in the season lose this one too you know, or or tell the NWSL here, give us three other games, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll let go of the finals rights because I think that's what it is. The finals rights is with CBS, and um, obviously right. they want that revenue, they want that that share, but clearly like, it's it's not benefiting the league. And we talk about exposure, and we talk about mm-hmm, accessibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, that conversation with Haley was good about that. Um, I'm not seeing it. Like, sure, I'll wake up at 9 a.m. to watch this game. I have no problem. But but there's yeah, only but a few people that are going to do if that. I'm, if it's a Saturday afternoon, I'm sitting down, or Saturday evening after a nice Saturday, you know, 8 p.m. or something, and I'm flipping through TV and I see the game mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was being played, I'm probably going to watch it. More people are sitting down that time of day on a Saturday, yeah. you know, with your family or whatever. Later in the day, yes. Later in the day. You know, I don't know if people are, if you've been out on a Friday night, you're not, I'm sorry, you're not getting up at 8.30 for pregame for 9 a.m. NWSL. Yeah, you, you, might do it for, you might do it for college football because you follow college football, mm-hmm. especially in, in the U.S., not so much in Canada. But like for me, it's kind, it's kind of just a slap in the face, especially because the league has two incoming um, expansion teams next season, right? Mm-hmm. So they're investing money into it. They want to grow the league, but then they do something stupid like this that yeah. doesn't benefit the league. It doesn't benefit the players. They may not have the viewership at 9 a.m. Whether they do or they don't, 
people just now are going to use that as another excuse. Oh, well, you don't have viewers. Yeah, you broadcast the fucking game at nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the one article I'm looking at just says 9 a.m. It's not specific at Eastern time. So let me, I'm still yeah, looking so. at to see what, to confirm the time. And I mean, okay, if it's 9 a.m. West Coast time and 12 p.m. Eastern, I mean, it's a little bit better because most viewers... Sure. Are maybe more in the in the in the Eastern Standard Time zone, but that still doesn't defeat the fact that people no. have to wake up at nine a.m. anywhere to watch this game. And well, even to be a fan at the game again, it's you're not. It's more fun to go to a night game. You know, you have all day, and and then you're going to this game in the evening, and you get beers and and hot dogs and whatever. At 9 a.m., mm-hmm. you're not going to be selling. I mean, you might be, but you're probably not going to be selling as many beers as you're going to be at, you know, eight or nine at night. Yeah. On a Saturday, like again with like hot dogs and and vendors and all of that, it's it's not the same as it is like an evening game. Agreed. It's it's not. It doesn't bring the same atmosphere. It's like okay, no. I'll have a I'll have a double double at nine a.m. I mean, I don't know what the states drink. Maybe Dunkin' Donuts or something at nine yeah. a.m. <laughs> right? But then you're but then at night it becomes more of a you know, I think more people are awake and ready to to cheer on a team later in the day. Or like you said, you're sitting. I like that point that you made that when you're sitting on your couch or something, let's say Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, flipping the channels, and you're like, oh, there's a game on. Sweet. I mean, that's kind of how I watched some qualifiers. Was like, I don't even know these For were sure. on right yeah but now you're like well 9 a.m on a saturday either we're out shopping or, or doing things for the kids let's say you have a family or um you're sleeping yeah sorry but you're sleeping yeah. you're you're trying really? to get some rest right so so i saw i saw i'm just reading some articles here i saw they've started now a social media campaign called no more side hustles that was like what the, this year's theme was because a lot mm-hmm. of the players it says the the Players Association estimates that one in three of its members make the league's minimum salary of $22,000 a year. In comparison, the average salary for senior roster non-designated players in the MLS is $398,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, to me, and I think we've we've talked about this on the show before because we did a salary comparison at one point, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. $22,000 is what a student barely can make. Like, that's the max a student can make per year because of loans and, and, and mm-hmm. time and everything. So they're basically on a student salary, yeah, which is, re- which is insane. So it's like at that point, it's like how many of these athletes have second jobs or third jobs or – other well, it says here, like, yeah, some of them are babysitting or coaching. It said one of these players is is modeling to try and you know supplement some sort of income. Yeah, so and it's yeah. it. They're probably running camps and stuff like that, you know, just to try and make extra extra mm-hmm. income because, like, come on, that's ridiculous. Okay, so uh, NBC Sports says that the game is nine a.m. PT, so Pacific time. So for us, then it's. Then it's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's also in, in November. You know, it's not summer 9 a.m. Yay. Does, uh, it's November in Seattle. It's probably fucking raining and cold and miserable. Does Seattle have um, a closed dome stadium? I don't think so. Not the, not the soccer stadium. Not the Portland Thorns Stadium. So are they going to play in the goddamn snow at 9 a.m.? Yes. PT. Like, this doesn't make sense to saying. me. That's what I'm saying. Why did you pick? Why did you pick 
Portland, it's a turf field knowing that there's a lot of really nice grass fields in, in the NWSL. Okay. It's a big stadium. I get that. There are other big stadiums. You could have gone to Orlando. You could have gone to, I don't know, Houston, where it's still going to be, you know, good weather in, Mm -hmm. in November. It's not, you know, 38 degrees out. It's not scorching hot. You'll have fans come at a noon or, you know, even if you want to play at noon. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like for me, that's, that makes way more sense than putting the game in Seattle in November at nine in the morning yeah. on a turf field. The other thing they could have done is go to England. You know, if let's say, let's say the Portland, Portland Thorns are through and you have Sinclair, for example, who's one of the best players in the world. And then you get the pride, for example, like Orlando's there and you have Marta and right. Morgan. Like how cool would that be to get it? Like you get prime time hours in the UK because people oh, actually sure. will tune into this because women's soccer is pretty sure. huge now. Yeah, so yeah. like you, they have so many different options to play on a neutral ground, to play on a warmer side of the country, right? Yeah. I mean, don't come up to Canada because it's freaking cold in, yes. in November. November is not fun. <laughs> um, but like, it just feels like it wasn't thought through. And I think that's the issue. I agree. that, And that's the like disappointing part. And I, if I'm a playing in this final and it's at 9 a.m., I'm pissed. Yeah. Because like you said, you, you have a routine on game day. You know, game days are typically, they typically look the same. Most of the time your games, like here we play at, you know, either 2.30 or 3, depending if it's Saturday or Sunday or whatever. Yeah. But it's typically around the same time. You know, you, you meet at the field at this time, you eat at this time, you're in the locker room at this time. So you have this routine. Now yeah. to throw, throw them for a loop, throw the final game at 9 a.m. When you're so used, all season you've been on a routine. Are you going to be, you know, you're, you're probably, you're in a hotel with your 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 team. Mm-hmm. What time is breakfast? <laughs> Six in the morning? Yeah, what time is pregame? What time is, you know. What time getting... are you getting to the field? 6 a.m. What time, like. Okay, so let me ask you this. They would then. never make the men's do this. Let me ask you this: You're for because you you're playing out in Bordeaux. When you guys mm-hmm. prep for a game, how early do you have to be ready to go? Have your food ready, like prepped mentally, everything. Like you you start what two three hours in advance just to be easily. To- so if we play like let's say we had a game yesterday, for example, right? Our game's at three o five is kickoff, random time, but whatever. Three o five is kickoff. Normally it's two thirty. Okay. But we were playing on a Sunday, so three o five. We're at the we're at the because it was a home game for us, so we go to our training facility first and and eat there. We were there at eleven. Okay. We had to be ready at eleven, so you're there at probably ten thirty. You know, packing your bag, getting your things, grabbing your cleats, all of that. So I'm there at ten thirty yeah. for a three o'clock kickoff time. Yep. So that's about five to six hours. Yeah. Well in advance because there's a lot of things that go into being ready. And then let's say your coach needs an hour with everyone to go over tactics. There you go. Exactly. You just lost another time or your coach is saying, Oh, you know what? We're everyone get on the bike for 10 minutes just to get warm. Like there's so many factors that, uh, you know, I'm looking at this on NBC and, you know, Janine Becky does a good job just criticizing the 9am start. So I'm not going to read out all three of her tweets, but take a look at those. I mean, she's like the amount of prep, the amount of, uh, the fact that it's a championship game, like nothing makes sense in any of this. Yeah, like uh, Krieger, Ali Krieger here says, is it Ali Krieger? 
Um, she says adding two new franchises next season with beautiful grass stadiums all around the country, moving in a great direction. And then we choose a turf field to play the final of the best league in the world. I don't agree that they're the best league in the world, but I agree to the standard. Like that's not. Maybe in North America, they're one of the best team <laughs> leagues in the world, but. I don't think they're the best league in the world, but I, I, I get what she's saying. You know, it's a, it's a high quality league. Players want to be playing in there. There's money in the league. They're adding two massive stadiums, two massive teams. And yeah. this feels like a big step backwards. Yeah. I mean, eventually I think the Thorn need to change their their pitch, but maybe because of the weather out there, they aren't or something. But Yeah. And it says that the CBS time slot is so early because college football is at 3.30. Okay. But why are we, why is it on CBS then? But there's so many. CBS is the, that... is the college football. But that's it's what I'm lucky. saying. Then why is the NWSL final on CBS if college football is on CBS? Like, just, why? Uh, I mean, Paramount's been showing games. Um, Twitch has been showing games. You have uh, right. Give it to YouTube Live. Like, I'm sure you know how many people will tune into YouTube Live just For knowing sure. that it pops up on their feed. Um, so if you need people that are you know advocates of this, <laughs> come get us. We'll we'll sit in front of a boardroom with CBS and let them know how stupid this is. Um, you know, because we're like that. Crazy. I don't know. Uh, it just seems so. I hope there's enough backlash to be like, you know what? Fine. We'll give it a 12, 12 o'clock East, like a 12 o'clock uh, start, and then whatever college football can wait. But right. <laughs> you're going to piss off a lot of people there. Yeah. And that's, I think, I think the more make noise about it, you know. I think by doing this to the final, it just shows that there's, they think that a lot of people are not going to make noise about it because if they did it to college football, you'd hear about it. But people yeah. in the States will get up for college football because they're like, right. it's like in their blood. Whereas for women's soccer, unfortunately, like you have a good percentage of fans and I'm not saying we, it doesn't have fans, but you're also going to run into the problem that people are like, it's too early for me. Even yeah. if I want to be a casual fan for this. Uh, I, I agree. And like you said, you know, college football has, in the u.s is like the number one sport even over like you know the nfl i think mm-hmm. college football is bigger in my opinion yes and like you said people will get up at 9 a.m for a college football game you're not going to lose fans you know you have students that are going to come and tailgate regardless you know like that's not the issue it's mm-hmm. it's the women's side needs more investment and the women's side needs more care at this point to continue to grow it and by putting the game at 9 a.m you know you like we were just saying you lose a whole portion of like casual fans that were just flipping through tv and we're like yeah let's watch this you know yeah yeah, yeah. so ah, just pisses me off i'm so angry about it i know when i texted you about it and you're like i don't know what you're talking about i was like go look it up now <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're like oh but why <laughs> why is this happening <laughs> yeah no i apologize for that i've been very detached with a, a few things around this morning world um but i'm glad that you brought it up to my attention and now we can talk about it yeah so hopefully i mean i would love to see that change i don't know if it will it says they're starting to sell tickets september 16th so they have three days to change this yeah as of right now they have not they have until thursday okay well i mean i hope it changes but let's hope so let's get some prime time everyone's going well eastern standard times at 12 yeah all right what about the people that's not the freaking point Yeah. yeah like shut up people like, all right, but, 10 a.m., 1 a.m., like you, you give it to the baseball slots, you give it to football slots. I don't know. 
talk about priority. equality. It's just it's, the priority. Yeah. And that's annoying. Speaking of a nice priority, uh, why don't we move over to our next talking point? Let's do it. Champions League draw. Champions League draw. Um, oh, this is bittersweet for me. Yeah, why don't you start the conversation there? So, they just did today, I think at one, they did the um, one o'clock European time, they did the draw for the group stage of the UEFA Women's Champions League, and we have some pretty good groups actually. Yeah. Like not not too bad. I think I think they're balanced pretty well. I, I was gonna say I I don't know who would be the maybe group, group B. Maybe Group B might be a, a bit of a question mark, but I mean it might yeah. be just two teams coming out of that one. But uh, the rest of the I think the, Group C for me I think is the toughest. Well, here why don't we go over the groups first? Sure, so sure. We're talking. Let's start about. with Group A. Yeah. So Group A is Chelsea, Wolfsburg, Juventus, and Servette, which mm-hmm. is a team from Switzerland. They. Um, they actually have a Canadian on their team. Um, they're not a bad team. They played Glasgow in their um, in the last round of Champions League, and they um, they beat them to get through. So, not that Glasgow's not a great team, but um, well, I'm Glasgow's not been pretty consistent in the Champions League the last couple of yeah. years as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, but um, so for this for for them, that's that's good. They have some tough teams to play against, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do Group B? Or? Sure. Group B is Paris, Paris Saint-Germain, last year's French champions. Um, Breda Blick. Um, I don't know much about them. Do you know them? Yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, let me see where they're from. Yeah. Um, and then Real Madrid, who I think Manchester City underestimated this Madrid side and and paid for it heavily. Um, oh, they're an Icelandic team. They're an Iceland. Oh, nice. Nice, I nice. Think. Let me let me just double check that. It says uh, Iceland on the bottom there. So um and then Real Madrid, right? Like I said, Aslani didn't even play the last game and, and Real Madrid had a had a hell, hell of a game. They were I, I think like I said, City underestimated them. And then the final team in the group is Kharkiv. Um they are a Ukrainian side, um, coming in pretty hot. So that's gonna be a good group. I mean, obviously the two favorites coming out of this are are pair PSG and and Real Madrid, but yeah. Um, hey, if you're in good form, we've seen this even in the in the in the qualifying rounds. If you're in good form, you're gonna come out on top. Definitely. And then Group C, we have Barcelona, Arsenal, Hoffenheim, and HB Coke. Yeah, is Norwegian. They're they're debutants. Yeah. First time ever. Yeah, and I will say we played um, Hoffenheim. I was telling you um, off air, we played Hoffenheim in a. Um, friendly tournament before the season started and they're a very good team so yeah. and they did uh really they beat rosengard pretty easily in their in their knockout round so yeah they were clean you know yeah. I, we'll, we'll we'll get to this after but we'll talk about the different leagues and how they're improving and, and the gaps between them yeah. um and then group d is Bayern Lyon, which is going to be fun mm-hmm. um bk hacken and and um and benfica I mean, I know the men's side Benfica is good, and recently the women's side's been getting some funding and some support. So, another good good group. And I mean, you know, the two English sides. Canadian on Benfica as well. Yeah, look at that. There's Canadians sprinkled everywhere. Um, It'd be nice to see some city action. I mean, 
to see Janine Becky. That was a little bit. heartbreaking. That was a little sad. Um, but I like I said, they took him for granted. Yeah, I uh, agree. Do you have your early, I guess, season favorites to come out of the groups? Yeah, I think um, for me, Chelsea will be top of Group A. Yeah, they've been. Um, I mean, we saw them last season. They were unreal, and they look just as good this season. Um, then I would say, I mean, we played against Wolfsburg and they were a very good side, you know, unfortunately we lost in penalties, but y'all pushed them for two legs. We did. We did. I think we were right in there with them, you know, um, unfortunately this season they took away the away goal rule. Mm. So we would have gotten through, um, if the away goal rule had stood. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit heartbreaking, but I think we did a really good job and, um hopefully next season but anyways Wolfsburg's a great great side so for me those are the top two in the group yeah um I don't know what about you um question actually for you about the away girls do you think we're at a point if you're gonna scrap the away goal rule then we should just eliminate two legs because the the away goal was giving everyone an advantage like for you to like you're on the other side of it this time where you lost out even though if the away goal had been valid your team would be through no questions asked i would like to see the away goal rule come back because for me like when we played at wolfsburg they had like they have their fans there they have like they had a nice setup like and now that fans are back in the stadiums, you know, it makes a huge difference. Like they had, mm-hmm. their fans were going nuts. And and then when they came and played at home again, our fans were going nuts. Like it was crazy. So I don't know if you can necessarily take away the two legs because I think it makes a difference mm-hmm. if you play at home or away, if you're going right. to take away the two legs, then you got to play in a neutral ground, which right. I have no, no problem doing that. But if you're going to play in a, um, at one of the home stadiums, then you have to do two legs just to make it fair. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if they were considering that playing at a neutral ground is, is easy as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a little bit disappointing. I, I think yeah. they got lucky that unfortunately the away goal this season, the away goal rule yeah. was because it takes away, like you work hard away from yeah. home to come back home with the result, and you get the results you want. And, now it doesn't really matter. You just have to take each game separately, even though they're part of the yeah. same same tie. Yeah. So yeah. that it hurt us, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing because if if we had the rule, we would have won. So, but I mean, Wolfsburg's a great team. They've won the Champions League twice, I think. Um, They've been to the final a few times. They're yeah, they're been to consistent. final a bunch of times. They're they're always a good squad. So they're missing some of their top players who who moved on um to barcelona and things like that but they're still a fantastic team they're they're you know on the top teams in germany and you got to give them full credit too they sure. did a, they did a good job it was a I good think, match i think you're on the right track with chelsea and Wolfsburg potentially winning this group i'm not sure but who's one and two i think you know chelsea gets a little tired which we can see happening i think Wolfsburg yep. they have enough quality to win this group juventus is going to be a good side um you know talking about the parodies between each of the leagues i think the italian league and the the, uh, the german league and the spanish league are just getting much much better um mm-hmm. in recent years and that gap is closing so i mean i wouldn't sleep on on juventus at all if i'm chelsea or wolfsburg because you know one mistake 
and it's an Italian side that can defend well. One mistake, they can score, and you're, you're struggling to break them down, which is what happened with Chelsea when they played Barcelona in the final. They, they just couldn't break down a good defensive side. So, I, I mean, that's what I want to see from Emma Hayes this year is how do you break down a team that just defensively shuts you down? Right. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I think that'll be a good group to watch. So, no. all the games uh, will be good games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, group B, I already said, I think Paris and Real Madrid, but how about you? I, I agree. I don't know much about the Icelandic team. Um, or where's the other one from? Czech? Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know, they're not the top leagues right now. Um, they could be very good teams. Um, but I would say PSG and Real Madrid for sure. One mm-hmm. and two. But I mean, Real Madrid's been good. Maybe they take the top spot. I don't know. I mean, the fact that they're leaving one of the best players for, I guess, the Sweden national team on the bench in big games and you're yeah. still coming up with a win. That. That just tells you it's not about the player, it's about the system. And I think Real Madrid are figuring it out. At least to close the yeah. gap with with Barcelona, Atletico Madrid in the in their Spanish league. Um, Definitely. I agree. Um, group C, we have Barcelona, Arsenal, Hoffenheim, and then HB. I don't know how to say it, Co, maybe. Yeah. But what, is this the group your... of death? For me, yes. I think so, yeah. I agree. I yeah, because I think you know, Barcelona are champs from from last year. Um, Arsenal's a super strong side. Hoffenheim, again, I, I said before, they, I think they'll come to surprise people. There's three German teams in, in, in the Champions League. That's season. wild. I'm telling you, it's, I'm it's, it's, it's going to be one of the best. Sorry. It's going to be one of the, be- <laughs> it's going to be one of the better leagues. Um, but I mean, just as well, we could have been saying that there's three French teams in the, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, or, or three English teams. Cause I think the, the possibilities there, but right man the german league like bayern winning last year ending wolfsburg's sort of dominance and mm-hmm. then wolfsburg like still being there and then hoffman like it this league is going to be good i can you can they show this as well as bundesliga on sportsnet let's do it right <laughs> um this uh, this is gonna be tough i think arsenal's gonna struggle in this group very much so yeah i i think teams are gonna underestimate hoffenheim and again, playing against them, I think they're a very, very good side. Um, I think for me, I think Barcelona, if, if Barcelona, I mean, again, Barcelona's lost some players too. So although they're, you know, champions from last season, I think, I think this is going to be a difficult group for them. They're going to struggle. I mean, defensively, I think they'll be able to I guess negate any sort of, you know, breakdowns and whatnot. And Arsenal's going to gonna have to use a counter on them for example but i think they'll be set for that but mm-hmm. uh, hoffenheim's that wild card like i don't know what mm-hmm. i'm gonna get out of them they're gonna like you said they don't have national league national team players on their team but they're so consistently good yeah they're bro. they're well coached too like you can you can tell they um they work their system they play as a team yeah. when we played against them they played a three five two i think and um it, it works for them they again they know it inside and out which i think in that formation is very important and yeah we'll see it's gonna be it's gonna be a good group i think yeah. uh okay you know what instead of top two let's just pick the winner of this group because i think the second position is going to be a, a yeah quick for me i think barcelona will take the group yeah i, I think i agree with you on that one um jenny hermosa is going to score a hat trick of course <laughs> your girl jenny I'm manifesting. <laughs> manifesting. Okay, and then Group D, we have Byron Leon, H, uh, BK Hackett. I don't know why I said HB. I said I said it in my head yeah. as well. 
and then Benfica, who there's a Canadian for Leon and a Canadian for Benfica. So Bayern Leon. Yeah. At that point, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're too strong. I think Benfica is a really strong team. And if they had gotten different teams in their group, maybe they'd be a second place team. But I think I think they'd Bayern be more successful in group B. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is is Ida Hedberg coming back for Lyon? Hagerberg? I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I would love to see her be playing. Oh, she's she's listed as uh, a player number four. She's on the roster. Yeah. She was on the lot roster last season too. Yeah, and then there's no like star next to her being injured or whatnot. I really do hope that we get to see her play this year. Yeah, one of the best strikers in the game. Um, yeah, I agree. She hasn't really played in the last two years, which is scary, and she's still considered one of the best in the league. Um, yeah, I would love. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean we're not the coach; lost, we don't no, make decisions. So no, I mean they lost Nikita Paris, who was filling in for her last year, and yeah, I guess that was the the hope and direction that their best player is there. Yeah, so hopefully we see her back. We'll um, have to wait and see, I guess. So that'll be exciting. When is the first game? Let me look. Maybe they haven't announced the games yet. Oh, yeah, they do. Here we go. September Oh, 8th. they do? Nope. No, they didn't. That was September 8th was last week. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, uh, wrong week. It's yeah, not... I don't know if they have the games posted. No, like the... fix- fixtures not available yet. Okay, cool. But it's sometime in October. Yeah, we will, we will let you know when we know. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll tweet it. Or Instagram it. We'll Instagram it. No, we're cool. We're cool like that. But um awesome. Should we should we take a little break then and maybe talk about some some EPL when we come back? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. We will catch you guys in a minute. Come join me, Kelton Forrest, on the On the Mic College Basketball Podcast powered by the Garage Door Sports Network where we talk everything from my disdain for Duke basketball to my love for Kentucky and John Calipari and everything in between. Check us out under the Shows tab at garagedoorsports.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker, and if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday, right here on Garage Door Sports. So we covered NWSL and UEFA Women's Champions League draw, which is great. Some big things happening on the women's side of the game. We love to see it. Should we turn to the our EPL. favorite? The our favorite with no bias whatsoever. No bias. <laughs> no bias at all. But um, yeah, so should we start with our, our, our team, United? Yeah, let's do it. Ronaldo played. Ronaldo played. That was going to be my point. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did you watch the game? I No, I didn't. This weekend was wild for, for me, so I did not catch any games this weekend. I, I can give you a quick recap. Sum me up. Thank you. Because I decided to wake up 
and watch this game because one of the best in the world was playing. Um, United for the first entire half tried so hard to get the ball to Ronaldo. Um, like the whole attack seemed like, let's get it to CR7 and see what he can do. Um, and then kind of just went... That was it. That was the attack. It was one dimensional the whole first half. And then oh and Ronaldo God. was trying to be all fancy smancy. Like there was a ball that came in and he tried to whip it with his left foot. But had he brought it down, he would have brought defenders over. And then he had a little pass to Greedwood or or Fernandez that could right. have finished it. So it just felt like everyone was trying to get Ronaldo on the board. And I felt like Newcastle also was like kind of leaving him alone to see if he could score. And <laughs> let's just see what he's gonna do. Um and he did score, which was a very lucky first goal, but I guess, you know, right place at the right time and whatnot. Break but the ice. yeah, it did. It kind of like calmed everything down. So when the second half actually started, uh, I thought United were a little bit more fluid. The attack wasn't just through Ronaldo. It was like Fernandez was putting Greenwood through a little bit more. Sancho was doing a little bit more. Um, you know, Matic probably shouldn't be starting because you can see his legs just weren't there yeah, for him. That's but, what I heard. But I like, saw the um, Bruno goal. Mm-hmm. This, that that was Lingard nice goal. goal was nice. I didn't see the Lingard goal. I don't know why. I think it just popped up on my Twitter or something. I mean, I follow the United uh, Instagram, so maybe it was on there. But yeah, yeah, um, Lingard just—that's uh, another player who doesn't want to stay at United. But that's a, a problem for January. But uh, yeah, it just seemed one-dimensional in the first half. Didn't seem fluid, and and Newcastle looked like they were actually going to be the ones to score because they kept catching everyone on the counter and because yeah. you know you have Pogba and Bruno in the midfield it's they're not going to cover fully defensively no. and Matic didn't have the legs for it so I think no. you know at what point do you decide just to put Van de Beek in that position and just be like be a holding midfielder and see what you can do right right because he's just not getting his time and he needs his time but yeah it looked like Newcastle could have like one or two goals in the first half and second half was much better and that's your recap nice maybe I'll rewatch it just for fun you should. It was watch the second half, the first, or like watch like the ten minutes half. of the first half, and then you'll realize right. what I'm saying. Where it just didn't look good. Another big um, talking point that I saw was the ankle injury in the Liverpool game. Yeah, uh, I heard that was a nasty. So you, I think you were playing when that was happening. Yeah, prepping. So but... I didn't catch that game, but I saw it like as soon as I turned on my phone. I have the like notifications on. As soon as I, I was like. So I was there. We saw it. We completely missed it until we saw the replay on something else. But um, he just dropped and fell, and you know, initially looked like maybe an ACL or a knee Ooh. issue, and then and it actually showed that his ankle went. Yeah, he dislocated it. Apparently. Yeah. Um, the so foul is Harvey Elliott. If you if you are not sure what yeah, we're talking about, the new about. the new Ginny Wan Yeah. So, um, young player dislocated his ankle mid-game and had to go undergo surgery how bad is that for liverpool in two straight seasons they've lost i mean i mean van dyke was a little bit more of a, a prominent yeah. player but like losing an important player in harvey elliott who's played almost every game or at least and he's only 18 yeah like that blows my mind but oh, the, but uh, i can't even like i i mean i didn't see it like you said you know i'm you saw it after in the replay but in the but it well, they didn't show the replay. Or... They didn't show. Okay, oh. so to me, they didn't show the replay because like Peter Jury and Jim Begman were like, "We're not going to show you anything with this. We're just going to let the yeah the staff and sort of like yeah. well, like the Ericsson situation where every, everyone's yeah. eyes are on it, and they just took it off, yeah. which is nice. Um, I mean, 
on initial view, I saw it and it didn't look like it was a red card, but I guess the fact that, you know, his ankle broke. Right. Amplified it. And a lot of the players on the field, when that happened and the player got the red card, we're actually going over to the player and telling him, you know, don't worry about it. it. It happens. It's a part of the game. And, you know, he didn't really care about his card. He cared more about the fact that Harvey Elliott right. was on the ground. Was it a red? Should it have been a red, though? He it looked like a one foot challenge that just got stuck in between his legs. Mm. And that's what cracked it. I'm not sure if it's a red card, but um maybe it also was because i didn't see it properly or cleanly so maybe the follow-through was from the second leg as well so it could have been a two-footed tackle it's just on initial view it didn't look like it should have been a red card um i think they built it up because of the severity of the injury Mm. um but you know what nonetheless it's a card and Leeds still didn't look like they were tired (laughs) yeah well Leeds will never be tired so Uh, yeah no there's a run for the entire game with nine players so I will say, though, that one thing for Liverpool in this matchup, which I don't know if it's a huge thing or a small thing, and maybe you can help me debate it, but Sadio Mane had way too many chances to score and just was selfish with the ball, didn't really do much with the ball, tried to spin and turn, uh, you know, took a heavy touch, so went too outside, and so instead of looking for a pass, tried to shoot. And yes, he got a 90-second goal. Um, sure. But had he squared it up for Oxley Chamberlain, it would have been a much easier goal than whatever the hell that he did with the spin and turn. But I, I guess the argument here is, is the front three of Liverpool selfish at times? Like they 100%. just. percent. I mean, he was like that last season too. Well, him and him and Salah have this thing where like they like to take players on, which is fine. But like, I think out of the front three with Bobby Firmino, he's the only one that actually wants to pass the ball and not goal for a goal. Well, and I think they have, I think, uh Mane and Salah are very similar profiles like you said they kind of both just want to take players on and and go for goal themselves like I think you need another player in there to break it up a little bit and that's what Bobby does and 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 doesn't get enough love for it and I mean Diego Jota who probably should have stayed on in the game um was the middleman who was like lacing passes through making runs and uh, I don't know that's just a big question mark in a game against I'm not a huge Mane fan anyways so mm. i mean for me i i don't really care if he's on the field or off the field and yeah. if, if he's got like you said that many chances and he's not producing anything then like you five or six out. five or six chances and instead of taking him out i'm like sitting with my sister i'm like this guy's not going to score and obviously he does score because it's just the luck but i was like he's just not like it should have literally been like six nothing liverpool by the end of it how do you finish right. his chances or made proper passes so you know, Klopp leaves him in, takes out Diego Jota, who to me out of the front three was probably the most active player. And same thing with Firmino. When he's on, he's the, one of the most active players in the game, but you got to take sure. him off because he's not scoring. Um, yeah. But I'd be worried. I know it's just a game against Leeds and a 10-man Leeds for 40 minutes or whatnot or 30 minutes. Um, I'd still be worried because, like, they, you know, Salah and Firmino weren't comfortable against Chelsea because they were trying too much and I, I just yeah. hope they don't come up against the team that shuts them down. And then you're like, well, who's going to score now? I mean, Fabinho scored great, but yeah, yeah. says a little bit, says a little bit when they're hitting 30 and, and Salah's asking for a million dollars a week. That's ridiculous. Oh my God. Um, That's ridiculous. Yep. But uh, you know, United Chelsea, Liverpool round up to top three city in fourth Brighton in fifth. Love to Graham- see it. Graham Potter's a good coach. Um, just to I like enough. Brighton. I, I, they're a little, they're pesky. I don't know if they're yeah. the stoke of the league, but no. they're pesky. Um, Arsenal won their first game of the season. 
against Norwich. No comment. <laughs> against Norwich, 1-0. No comment. Uh, their next game against is against um, Burnley. So another winnable. I say winnable game. Yeah, we're never sure with Arsenal, are we? Uh, but so Wolves won their first game as well. They're in 13th. Uh, Villa got thumped. Crystal Palace beats... Uh, beats Spurs, which is quite surprising. Yeah, three zero. Yeah, Patrick Vieira. But Spurs again. had a red card, so. Yeah, and Spurs, I don't think they did enough at the transfer window. I'm telling you, we should have sold Harry Kane, brought in like four other different players, and I think they would have been in a better position. But I mean, I'm also saying this one: they have three wins and one loss. They're not totally bad. Right. Um, West Ham going nil nil. Everton has a chance of of going to the top four if they, well, they win their game today. on Monday. Yeah. Today is Monday. They play yes. their game today against Burnley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So a I'm lot of Leeds move... lost that Liverpool game, though. I know. I am a little sad. Anything, I, I really like I love Leeds. I'm gonna say this. I think Leeds finishes above Arsenal this season. I would love to see that. I would. It's love gonna happen. To I see it. Do you think I... Arteta stays coaching until Christmas? No. If they stay in the bottom half of the table, no. If they're in a top 10 position by Christmas, I think they leave him where he is. That's so ridiculous. He is so quick. Every other club is so quick to get rid of a coach. Well, they were so quick with Unai Emery, who, you know, got them to the final, had a good season. Had to clean up the mess that Wenger left him. And then still, um, well, Arsenal's next couple of games, Burnley, uh, EFL Cup, so Carabao Cup with Wimbledon. And then Spurs at the end of the month and Brighton. October 2nd, Crystal Palace, Villa. I mean, those are all Leicester. winnable games for them. They play Liverpool November 20th, and they play Manchester United November 30th. So, and then Leicester October 30th. So, like, mm. I, I think their 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 season will calm down a bit on yeah. So I think they'll be able to they'll be able to catch up and maybe get into the top half of the table. But if that doesn't happen, I think he's gone. For me, he should have been gone. I don't know why he's still there. No, I don't think I don't think he should have started the season. But I agree, I agree. But um, but uh, anything else about the the EPL? No, no. I'm I'm excited for. I'll be watching the game for me tonight, Everton and Burnley. But yeah, yeah. I hope I hope Rafa has a good season at Everton. Yeah, I, like him. I agree. It's one of those guys that you just want to hug and say, "You got this, bro." Good job. Um, deserves um, a success. Definitely. So I guess that does it for us for today. Um, any final thoughts before we sign off? Yeah, a little uh, a goat shout out to Vivian Miedema, who Viv. Uh, her okay. You want to know her record in goals? It's freaking ridiculous. Give it to me. She's I saw played, it, but give it to me. She's played 110 games, has 100 goals. Out of those 100 goals, how many do you think are penalties? Not very many. None. She has no penalty. Zero. Yeah. She has 49 (gasps) right-footed goals, 41 left-footed goals, 10 headers, but zero penalties. That's wild. So um, for all the the Penaldo, Penendez, uh, Pessy talks. um... Viv, mic drop. Uh, this This is the one who doesn't need to. Imagine if she had the penalty kick as well, like. 
I, I don't understand how she's not your your kicker and 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 yes yeah but sometimes like they're not you know sometimes you have a penalty specialist on the team and that's the person which who does is it, fine you know? but like I, like what imagine if she was the the kick taker oh like my god I think she'd be a goal a game easily. on average or more like easily man what a what a champion I'll give one more final thought if that's okay with you. All, you can give all the final thoughts. Uh, Cause I've missed the last two weeks, right? Like I, yeah, every yeah. time you ask me, like I got nothing. No, I actually have two perfect ones this time. Um, another shout out again in the FAWSL to Ella Toon. ET7 is what I'm going to call her. She's the next greatest thing. She's fantastic. My word. It, she has the capability. She's playing as a false nine right now or a striker. Yeah. Capability of breaking down defenses. She's everywhere. Fantastic goal last game. Um, you know how CR7, I'm, I'm bringing this into existence. ET7. It's ET7. Uh, ET7. <laughs> is going to be the next best number seven that United is going to have. Um, Guys, if you're not watching the women's leagues, you got to get on that. I watched the first game of the season last week yeah. against Reading. And, you know, like it was a slow game and Reading still needs a lot to figure out. But having the positivity from, you know, Staniforth and Ella Toon, this United team is going to be good. And I think the coach, uh, Skinner, is just, you know, he's a fun guy off the bench. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> he's, he's so energetic, and he's, he's always... He's a fun guy. <laughs> um, but that's that's always great to see. Uh, the new coach over Arsenal is also a fun character on the bench. Um, yep. But ET7 Some is... Some good things coming out of that league, for sure. ET7. I'm, I'm excited. ET7, oh my God. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good, good year for the... Um, for the women's sides everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of the parodies are, are, are getting tighter. It's going to be better leagues. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. The gaps are closing, which is nice. Uh, how about you? Um, Give me something positive. My final thought. Or, or not. Let's, let's debate. Oh, I was going to say, I drank a purple tea yesterday. A purple tea? Yeah, it was purple. Like the water turned purple. What flavor was it? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, um, it's not like tea leaves. It was like dried fruits and stuff. Oh, you know, David's tea has one like that where, yeah, where like it turns everything purple, but it has like this kiwi flavor in it. And it was like definitely a fruitier flavor. It wasn't kiwi, but it was fruitier. Oh, nice. And, okay. And um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I posted on my story, but you couldn't see, but it's like actually it turned like purple, purple. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. So did you like buy it from somewhere or like you have to No, bags? someone gave it to me as like a gift and it's just like loose leaf, like in oh, a nice. big bag. Yeah. And so I just put it in my little um like strainer. Yeah. And and it turns like purple, like like purple. I was like, this is like witch's brew or something. <laughs> you should have done that. Toil and trouble. Yeah, I remember bubble bubble or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> but, of tea, I got a tea thing for you. You're right, gonna laugh at me. this. Uh David's tea sent me an email. Stop. No, 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 I'm not kidding. But not really to our podcast, but the fact okay. that like because I worked uh seasonal for them, they sent me an yeah. email going, Would you like to work seasonal? We're giving you first dibs because you were a great employee and we want to see you back in a David's tea apron <laughs> or whatnot. And I was like, Can you just sponsor our podcast? Could you just sponsor the podcast, please? <laughs> Don't even give me just put the salary to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, you can take. I'll I'll come work for you. Just pay for the podcast. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. Uh, they gave I me a deadline. That. They gave me a deadline for Friday afternoon or whatever, and I didn't read it until Friday afternoon. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but um, how funny is that? I get offered David C. I know. I I got an email and I was like, "Whoa, are they reaching out because they want to?" <laughs> they saw the podcast. <laughs> no, they wanted me to come work for them so they can give me fifty percent off all tees again. Oh, that would be nice though. Yeah, that I should probably just respond to the email and be like, hello. Hi. Let's clip yes. this into a reel and tag them again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do it. You know I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, oh but uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give us a like or leave a reading. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TouchlineTH. Uh, for Twitter, you can follow Paige at Culver underscore Paige and myself at Irfan Manji. Uh, <clears throat> don't forget to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ready to speak and then I hit puberty. Um, don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sports and check out garagedoorsports.com. Uh, also, don't forget to follow JJ Creations to get an item customized to your liking. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next match day. Cheers.